Hi, I'm Jim Wells, and I'm a member of the Best of Us Investors community. I hope that you will join us and become a part of it. I want to reestablish my role here. I am a high school teacher. I'm a retail investor, and I do my own research. Today, we're going to be talking about the Internet of Money and the ideas of decentralization and what Andreas Antonopoulos believes, his theories, and the truth according to him. Um, and I think there's a real reason to study this. We, our eyes need to be open to what the possibilities are moving forward. Best of Us Investors presents Jim Wells. First of all, uh, one of the things that you need to understand is that Bitcoin is not only a currency, it is a currency, it's its major role, but it's also an ecosystem and a network. It is the leading force, it is the uh, thing that is leading the way and paving the way in terms of how the cryptocurrency space is viewed. And when you say the term Bitcoin, it encompasses blockchain, it encompasses decentralization, uh, and those are two really big key terms that I think we all need to understand moving forward. Blockchain is a technology. Uh, it's, it's very secure, uh, but it's very dull. Bitcoin is what is exciting about the peer-to-peer -peer decentralization of the space. So, most experts believe that if and when Bitcoin is adopted, it will pave the way for other cryptocurrencies. So let's give you an exp explanation of what decentralization is. So decentralization is basically many having control instead of all the power being in one place. So when we talk about decentralization, we're basically talking about banks and the federal government and corporations to some extent having control of the money as opposed to the people, us having control of our own money. Okay, that is a key concept in what we're going to be talking about. So, banks are the most centralized institutions in America today, really in the world today. They have a lot of power. They control the money flow. The federal government and banks are in charge of our money. We get paid and we make our deposits into these banks and they are in control of it. If there is a run on the banks and 25% of the population all of a sudden decided they wanted their money, there wouldn't be enough in store for us to take it out. 90% of what we put into the banks is being let out. Okay, they're lenders. Okay, they lend it out to institutions uh, uh, so that they can make money on our money. That's how it works. It's the whole idea of bailment. So, we need to understand that. That we're really not in charge of our own money when it's in the bank. Is it FDIC insured? Up to a certain extent. 250000 yes. Okay, well, most of you probably say, well, that's pretty safe. Well, it is if there's a small crisis, if, if you know, there's an accounting error or if somebody maybe, you know, uh, accesses our credit card illegally. Okay, yeah, that, that's insured. 
but there's no insurance against a, a growing national debt or banks going insolvent uh, to where the federal government can't bail them out, which almost happened in the whole uh, crisis that we had to deal with um, in 2008 and 2009. We're lucky that the federal government was able to bail them out, but we're still paying the price from that. And this national debt that we're headed for, $32 trillion, is taking a huge toll on this U.S. economy. So where can we turn to? Well, Bitcoin provides another opportunity. Okay, with Bitcoin, you are in control of your money. You have it on your wallet. It doesn't go through a bank. You are in charge of it. You are in control of it. You can send it anywhere in the world, peer to peer. Now, is it set up right now to be functional? Uh, probably not. Not not yet. But that is the goal. That is where it's going. Okay. Imagine this. Right now, the millennials. Okay, our our kids. You can't dangle the same carrot in front of them that our parents dangled in front of us. They don't believe in the American dream. They've been disappointed too many times. They look outside, they see the environment. They're from broken families in a lot of cases. Um, and what do they do? And they, they don't see themselves being able to get ahead like their parents and grandparents did. So what do they do? They look outside, they see the writing on the wall. So they bury themselves in technology and in games and in worlds where they don't have to deal. So where does that lead us going forward? If they're not motivated to get the house and the car and the family, what is their motivation going to be? Are they going to choose to play in our system? The answer is probably not. The majority of them, they like what cryptocurrencies have to offer. It says that they choose not to play in the banking system. They choose not to play in the corruption. They choose not, they, they want to be in control of their own money. If they need something, they'll purchase it and not have to ask permission. There was an article today about how Visa is going to allow you to purchase with Bitcoin through most retail sites and, and people that are going to offer it. You can actually use Visa to purchase with Bitcoin. Uh, and then you go on to read the article and it talks about how some of the proceeds from this are going to support the Fed and possibly the development of a stable coin. Well, that's kind of dangerous. Okay, uh, in terms of what Bitcoin's going to be doing going forward, um, it's going to compete with that. Libra, Facebook, any of these other corporate organizations that want to make stable coins or their type of currency. Now the control will be in those corporate people's hands. The control from the Fed, if they make their own stable coin, will be in the federal government's hands. That's not what cryptocurrency and Bitcoin are all about. It's about giving power to the people. It's supposed to be peer-to-peer. -peer. You don't want to have to ask permission. Are these things good possibly for the short term 
in terms of the price of Bitcoin? Possibly. But please understand what the long-term value of Bitcoin is. Eventually, it is supposed to act as a de decentralized currency method of exchange where you don't have to ask anyone's permission. You are in complete control of your money. It allows you to exit the system. You are autonomous. That's what Bitcoin stands for, and that's what it is. And that's really what you should be investing in for the long term. If you're interested in these concepts, I would really encourage you to read this three-volume set by Andreas Antonopoulos called The Internet of Money. He also has many videos uh, that you can check out on YouTube. But it really gets into the aspect of decentralization and what Bitcoin, Ethereum, and the DeFi, decentralized finance, are all about. And how it can help people. And that is what it's really all about. Uh, the peer-to-peer -peer, uh, decentralized currency and what it will do to help out the world moving forward. I would encourage you to join Best of Us Investors. Become a part of our community, and you can find me on the cryptocurrency part of the Discord. We will see you soon.